Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by Citilets and Arla Property Mart Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citilets.co.uk. Today, my guests are Chris Wood and Ross McDonald, Managing Director and Sales Director of Portolio. Welcome back. Thanks Thanks for having us again. Well, look, for those that missed the first podcast, um, do you want to briefly tell the listeners just about Portolio and its services? Okay, I'll have a stab at that. uh, Portolio sells tenanted properties. We are the estate agent for landlords. Uh, We sell tenanted properties largely on the open market. So if you go onto our website, you'll see all the the properties that we sell, which are tenanted and presented well. And our our goal is simply to help landlords that are selling, that have decided to sell and want to sell with the tenants still living there. We help them get a fair stroke good sale price for their property. Okay. So, well, last time I saw you both, it was pre-pandemic. So let's just start with COVID and the initial lockdowns, because what, you know, what was the predominant impact on your business with the lockdowns? Um, well, I had, like many businesses across the UK, had quite a profound impact on us. Um, the property market closed down immediately, so we couldn't, um, the, the, the core of our business obviously is buying, uh, selling tenanted properties. We couldn't sell any tenanted properties. Um, properties were uh, under offer, going through missives. Those that that process then slowed down and delayed uh, for a considerable amount of time, and therefore obviously no income coming into the business. So it was it was a it was a challenging time for us. Um, like again, it's not just us that were in that situation. It's challenging time for many people in business and in their personal lives. So. We, um, we, we were juggling working in the company and obviously homeschooling. Both of us had those challenges, like many people had those challenges of homeschooling and juggling work at the same time. And, uh, you know, but, you know, coronavirus also gave us, um, COVID also gave us an opportunity to uh, grow the business and accelerate the business. Um, just because we are focused on social media, getting content out there that would help benefit landlords that are thinking of selling at some point in the future to uh, landlords that are thinking of buying tenanted properties. So get that content out there. We do a lot of property powwows, which was networking with other yeah. property individuals uh, that, that, that couldn't leave their homes, um, which, was, which was a lot of fun and just getting pushing that message out there. And um, during the COVID, the um, notice period for tenants changed. So when the initial lockdown lifted, it was a six-month notice period that the landlords had to give tenants. Um, so we got, as an upside of that, based on the, um, the work we did during the first lockdown and then the changing of legislation, um, we got a lot of inquiries from landlords that are thinking of potentially sell the property with tenants in situ because it was a six-month notice period as opposed yeah. to three months and uh, two months, which is, has since reverted back to that shorter notice periods. Um, so it, it, it was really challenging, but you know, Chris and I sort of helped each other out because it, it, you know, it was a difficult time. And it was mm-hmm. I, quite, um, I quite remember it fondly. I know that that's maybe the wrong no, thing I to do. say there for, for parts... coronavirus mm-hmm. and the impact it had on a lot of people. 
but I just remember, you know, decanting myself into mm -hmm. the shed and really mm -hmm. making my shed into this this office, putting up loads of different shelves and setting everything mm -hmm. up. And as, as Ross mentioned, the property powwows, we were able to organize all these property powwows, which were, I think, great meetings. Yeah. You know, really, they were, I, th I think I they were great for the I people that were there. And yeah. we, we loved doing them. And most of them, you know, we didn't do much on social media with it. But there wasn't much leveraging of the meetings. It was just for the sake of keeping in contact with all these different people or meeting new people as well. And I think well. for the ones that were also feeling cut off, yeah. they were also able it to was, listen to them after and just feel yeah, yeah, connected a, and keeping up thing. to date yeah. with what was happening. I, mean, I, I, I miss Chris's shed because Chris has since <laughs> moved and we no oh, longer see his shed. No. And I wonder if there's someone doing an alternative podcast in your shed. Uh, I might, well, I know, I might go and visit my shed and uh, have a look and see if anybody, anything's going on. I hope they've not yeah. taken it down. No, they won't have, I'm sure. I'm sure they won't have. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was, um, it was quite difficult yeah. in some ways, like it was for a lot of businesses. That um, we were growing before, you know, COVID came along and before the six month notice period. And, and certainly um, when, when that came in, a landlord's probably looking at it, thought, well, I'm either going to you know, have to wait maybe six months at least, eight months in reality, maybe even longer until they get their property sold. So it, it, I guess it helped us at that time, but we're also um, glad that it's no longer here. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we understand that it was difficult for, for many landlords and letting agents. And, and actually, business hasn't slowed down. I think it's probably Good. a question yeah, you asked at some stage. It is, actually, is. I was just saying to Ross that the, it's so many landlords contacting mm -hmm. us that they still see, very much see the value in selling their property with the tenants still living there. Well, that's, I was about to ask about that reasons. because just mentioning, obviously, mm. you were touching on you know, the changes in legislation because there has been and still is much activity and changes in legislation for the PRS particularly you know with the pandemic and 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 now you know there was temporary legislation but now some of that um has been extended yeah it has been reported that it is an increasing number of landlords selling yeah. up with these factors and a lot of other additional factors from the sort of rent controls to even from the tax changes taking full effect but you know is this your experience and if so you know, have you then had more properties coming to you to, to be sold, but then you've also got to find yeah. buyers too? I think there was already those stories um, in the media prior to COVID uh, that landlords were selling up, landlords were getting fed up with the, the, cha the constant changes in legislation, the fact that maybe um, the government, all the new legislation favoured the tenants, opposed to favouring uh, or looking at the landlords, because the landlords providing good, safe, quality accommodation, that, it, that it's, a, it's necessary because there is that sort of housing crisis at the moment in, in Scotland and the landlords are providing accommodation that possibly that the council aren't providing at the moment or there's not enough uh, affordable uh, homes being built or there's, I always have this thing about the empty homes, you know, I know that they're, they're acting on it now and they're bringing a lot more empty homes back to life, but I think there's so many properties out there. If you walk around Edinburgh, any city, you're going to see a lot of empty properties, or properties that look like they're empty, that could be brought back to life. So that, that, you know, landlords always get a hard time in the media, uh, and there, there has been these stories about them constantly leaving the market. The nature of our business means that even though a landlord is thinking of leaving the market or selling the property, 
it's sold to another landlord. Yes. So the property isn't leaving the PRS, it's being held on the PRS, the tenant doesn't need to move out of their home, it's, it's still there. So, th yeah, I, there's definitely less rental properties out on the market. You guys will probably have the stats that confirm that there's probably less properties being advertised now than there was maybe two years ago. Um, and there's less properties appearing on the sales market also. So, um, so it, yes, I think, I think landlords still see property investment as a long-term investment. It's, nothing, it's not an investment for the short term. So mm -hmm. any change in legislation that's going to impact them over the next couple of years, for landlords that are still in it for the long term, it's not going to concern them. If landlords are maybe heading towards the end or looking mm -hmm. at the exit strategy, and coming to the end of the buy-to-let career, uh, career or journey, whatever you might want to call it, and they might be heading towards retirement, that's when they think actually now is the time to sell it. But what, what about other factors though, such as, you know, just now we've got the war in Europe, high interest and inflation rates, you know, what effects do you think they're having though on the buy-to-let market well, and suppose, new landlords or existing landlords? Yeah, landlords would be, I suppose landlords would be concerned if the property market started showing signs of um, a drop in value, which hasn't happened. It might, it's been very buoyant. I think somewhat, there was a reading somewhere yesterday that said that in pro average property prices in, in Scotland had gone up 20% since the start of the pandemic. So people see it as a good and solid investment. Yeah, it might moment. actually encourage any landlords who are considering selling, well, this is a buoyant market for sales. It, so. Yeah, it, it could be. And the fact that if, if mortgage rates went up dramatically and unemployment rates started to rise dramatically, then people might be concerned. Those two things are not happening, have not been discussed about happening at all. So I think the property market is still, it'll cool down, can't continue as it is, it'll cool down, but still sort of, um, still a good long-term investment. Well, there are, you know, the effects of the pandemic meant that some tenants obviously fell into rent arrears, unfortunately. And if a landlord didn't have a financial cushion or had been furloughed or made redundant, then, you know, it, it could result in the lender taking ownership. So did you ever have a situation where you were selling a repossessed property with a tenant in situ? Quick answer is no. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, no, it's not, it's not something we've come across, is it? We've obviously heard of such things. Um, and there are, you know, I guess maybe letting agents and property sources that have contacts that bring those properties to them. But we, generally speaking, speak to a landlord who is a bit like you've discussed, maybe coming towards retirement. A lady I spoke to this morning, really nice lady, um, and she's retiring in September, she's a nurse, and, you know, just got to that point that she wants to release the equity in her property. She, would, she didn't even know that you could sell um, a property with a tenant in situ and it was her letting agent that suggested or that she looked into this option and then referred this lady to us. And, and our role at that point then is just to examine the feasibility of that for her and to help her make an informed decision. And then if, if she decides to sell it with the tenant in situ, then, then great, you know, we'll go ahead and we'll do it. But that's a great example. There's also, you know, those tenants have been in the property for a few years, they're very settled, they sound like really great tenants and she didn't want to end the tenancy. She, yeah, she saw that it was their home and she just didn't want to, to do it. That's so landlords again are actually nice people. Mm -hmm. And she's a lady just with one property, which 
a lot of our clients that we work for are like that. You know, they've got one or maybe two properties, and <laughs> the truth is, the rental income from that property or those couple of properties is not making a material difference to their life. Okay, it's not really making a change one way or the other. And but at the same time, the they still maybe have some inquiries to deal with, some decisions to make, and a, a small amount of worry and concern about what's happening with my with my property and so on. So a lot of them just decide that, you know what, I'm just going to sell it and, and it's no longer in my life and, and, and that's that. So, uh-huh. But I was going to say we also work with a lot of portfolio landlords as well and that's a bit different. Yeah, I was going to move on to that, but just before we do, so what would be your advice then um, for obtaining a good price for a tenanted property, you know, rather than selling? I think it's important to keep an eye on the, the rent that the tenants are paying. So that when you come to consider selling the property, if you're thinking of selling it with the tenant in situ, it does help if the current rent that's being paid is is close to the market rent. It's not um, it's not the end of the world if it's not, because we'll consider all these a load of different factors into into you know, getting the the right buyer for for that property. But um, but that's one thing. Yeah, it's also beneficial to make sure that you've maintained your property. Yeah through the current tenancy and any tenancies that have been happening before the, the current one and because that, that will impact your home report valuation and we get home reports for all the properties that appear on our website so the surveyor will go around and check out the condition of the property and put a valuation based on comparable property sales in the same street and how your property re- compares in that, not, not only in size but the condition it is inside. Um, so maintaining the properties and maintain, making sure the tenants have got their, uh, their uh, you know, a, a good rent that's uh, comparable to other rents in the local area, and uh, yeah, just making sure that you know that you know that you've maintained, you've got a good EPC rating as well mm-hmm. um, is yeah, now it's something. That, yeah, it is because <laughs> you know you're you're looking. I think the Scottish government haven't yet clarified definitively what when mm-hmm. that is going to come in, but it's generally thought of that you need to get your property to an EPC rating of C yeah. uh, for, for rental. And that'll happen for rentals first, and then private properties will follow suit, similar to how they manage, how they brought in the smoke alarm situation. Um, so it's important to make sure that you're maximise, well, maximising your appeal of the property, either in rental, either in the condition of the property, or the EPC rating. We, we sold a property portfolio. It completed yesterday, in fact. of um, seven properties in Aberdeen and in that portfolio there were I think there was F and G ratings so it is possible to still deliver a result when the EPC rating isn't so high and it's something that again when we speak to a landlord that's thinking of selling there's a whole load of things that we'll talk to them about and the EPC rating is that will have to pay obviously for that to be the property to be well yeah I mean one of the big thing which is now in play is that lenders are looking at what the EPC rating is which is you know fairly new stuff and so you can actually still get lending on an E you can get lending on a D definitely and we'll see what happens with the legislation whether it is a C that's needed in, at the end of the day yeah it does mm-hmm. sound a bit rude you don't want an F, <laughs> F and G rating there's so many F and G's uh, <laughs> all over the place <laughs> well as you were just starting to touch on before Chris it's not just individual tenanted properties yep. that sell because you also deal with whole, whole portfolios so do you want to tell us about your dealings with these and what's the minimum number of properties that you would have in a, in a typical kind of portfolio? T- 
typically six is the magic number for a property portfolio. Many people will know that, um, but some, some still don't. And mm -hmm. from a buyer's point of view, when you buy six properties in one transaction, you get a thing called the multiple dwelling relief, so MDR, everything's acronymed. And um, as, as a rule of thumb, it's, it's pretty much you don't pay the ADS. It's a bit more complicated than that, but you're saving yourself at least 4% in the LBTT purchase tax. Mm -hmm. um, Jobs, that's so a huge difference. Yeah. And so six is, is a good number for selling a property portfolio, but we've sold portfolios with two properties, three properties, and so on. And the, the whole thing is just when we speak to a landlord that has a portfolio of any size, could be, could be 40, again, could be three. Um, it's just to look at how best to sell that portfolio, whether it should be sold in one go or whether it should be broken up. Um, they need to consider things like capital gains tax and, you know, again, there's no rush. It's just trying to understand what their goal is and, and what's the best, the best solution for them. And we are selling <laughs> quite a few portfolios and speaking to lots of landlords about their portfolios just now that are about to come on to, when I say come on to the market, that's not quite the right term because we sell property portfolios off market, um, so there's no there's no home reports, and we can't advertise them on the website. So it's very much um, sold through our database of of buyers, and we continue to grow our database of buyers every single day, and it's great that we have those buyers there. What we wanted to do was offer more value to the people that signed up on our database. And so what we do now is that even for the ones that go on the open market, the ones that will go on to Rightmove and Zoopla and, and on our website, but the ones that go onto those big portals, we give anyone on our database five days. So we send it out, send you know, the brochure out, the, the, the you know, home report gets given to them and all, the, all that information is given to them. So they get five days. It's quite an advantage. Yeah, get, get a great advantage, and, that, and that, that's been really, really well received. So again, property portfolios—they're shared with the database. So if you're not on our database, you don't get to hear about the property portfolios. If you're not on our database, then you don't get that advance notice for stuff that's going on to the open market as well. So it's probably good. get onto our database is a good thing to say yeah. at that point. Yeah, no, definitely, because we've had situations recently where we've advertised it to our database, and I think some of Three out of the last five properties have sold to the database rather than being on uh, Rightmove or Zoopla. And quite often I'm updating Rightmove or Zoopla with the property going live and then a day later I'm putting it under offer. And people that are seeing the property for the first time, Rightmove and Zoopla are, you know, how come it's moved so quickly? Mm -hmm. Say, so, well, it's, you know, it's come through the database and they've been added yeah. to our database as well. So and it's still, it's still a good sale price, still a fair sale price. It's no difference, really, with regards it to that. Be, yeah, it'd be the same mm -hmm. sale price we'd yeah. put on Zoopla and Rightmove that went out to yeah. the database. They just get an opportunity to see it before everybody else, because it is quite a boy market. It's quite competitive. Yeah. So they've got the opportunity. They've obviously engaged with us in some way. They've maybe bought a property from us in the past, or they like what they've done, or we do, or receiving our, our newsletters, etc. So they get the property alerts um, by being a I think part buyers, of the I think buyers and sellers really appreciate the the ease of the whole process. You know, we, we really yeah, work, we work hard to. Did you where um, it said that basically you just took it out of their hands, the whole process you just carried through, and they actually felt it was what they were expecting to be quite stressful, and it wasn't at all. Yeah, yeah we don't charge any buyers fees. 
we are working for the landlord that's selling, but we see the people that buy them as customers, kind of like coming to our shop, if you like, of, of, of goodies. And, um, and we, we look after everyone who comes in contact and it seems to work. Yeah. yeah, landlords are generally, so a lot of landlords don't live near the properties, similar to the buyers that are buying these properties, mm -hmm. some are overseas, so they can't just pop around and, and spruce the property up for the sales market mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So the, yeah. the, the nature of our proposition is that they can put the, you know, process to sell now, sell as yeah, without any hassle at all, without yeah. doing any extra work. So that's quite, that's quite attractive to a lot of uh, sellers. Okay, describe the process then from the tenant side, because obviously it's, it's possibly worrying, or it will be a worrying time for them. So is it quite smooth for them? What are their main concerns usually? I hope it's a smooth process. That's what we sort of aim to do. Uh, and they do have concerns. As soon as the, the tenant hears that the landlord's thinking of selling, they are nervous. They start thinking about um, they're going to have to look for alternative accommodation. How long have they got left in the property before they'll have to do that? Um, so yes, they are concerned. We, we've, we make sure that the tenants are part of the process. We speak to them very early on in, this, in the process. Um, we've got a special tenant pack we send out to them that answers any question they may have uh, to do with what we're about to do and how we're going about doing it. Um, yeah, as soon as we discuss to the tenant that we're just, all of the process is aimed at trying to find them a new landlord and they're going to stay in their t uh, property and the same tenancy agreement is going to continue through a change of owner, um, they understand it. They can look at how we're marketing other properties on our website and um, we just need, we need their assistance in gaining access to the home report, gaining access to the marketing photographs uh, and any viewings. Although, to be honest, we don't do that many viewings for, for similar to if you compare us to a home buyer's um, estate agent, their viewings are very limited. We've got the virtual tours. Uh, some of our buyers don't necessarily stay near the properties. So yeah, because property, it's more not, not so much a personal um, yeah, it's, it's an purchase, it's an so investment the, so purchase. The, buy, yeah. the buyer is looking at the home report, they're looking at the tenancy information, they're looking at the condition of the property through the virtual tour. They might stay, it might be a property in Glasgow that we're marketing, they might not stay near Glasgow to journey in for a viewing. They might ask their agent, if they've got an agent or a friend, to pop into the property if they do want a physical viewing. But it's really, it's really the physical viewing just sticking their head in just to make sure, yeah, the property is as it says it was in the home report, as it is in the virtual tour that was just carried out a few months before it's gone, um, gone live or a few weeks before it's gone live on the website. So th th there's not that many viewings. We don't have lots of people traipsing through a property. We don't want that to happen because that's inconvenient for the tenant. So we try and keep the tenant in the loop at all times. And um, yeah, I'm delighted to say that you know tenants are really responsive to what we're doing and uh, very thankful at the end of that process of because it's the tenant's home. Mm -hmm. It's the landlord will see their property as an investment and that's the way they should be. It's a, it's a buy to let investment, but it's the tenant's home and they see it slightly differently to the landlord and they are delighted when the sale completes and they are still in the property. And they realise it's not as disruptive a process yeah, as they, they may have imagined. Yeah. A couple of Google reviews as well, haven't we, from tenants? I was actually going to say that because, um, I mean, clearly your hard work pays off, which can be reflected in your online reviews, because what does that mean? You know, to it, means, it means a lot to us, actually, the Google reviews. Quite, mm -hmm. quite motivational. It um, is. It's not, it's not something we... we we've we we get more satisfaction out of it than we thought we'd ever yeah. would be which is mm -hmm. a bit maybe a bit silly um but we've got um i think we've got about uh 
Just over 80. Is it as many as yeah, just over 80 uh, Google reviews? And the, these come from um, these come from landlords that have sold uh, to landlords that have bought to tenants that have been part of that process as well. So everybody's given us their feedback, and it's very. It's a huge amount of positive. Yeah, and it, glowing. It's just five stars, uh, and uh, you know we've also got reviews on all agents as well. Mm -hmm. and so it's it's always really satisfying when that couple, when you get a wee ping through the email, say someone's left an online review right. for you. It's all and share with uh, uh, Chris and uh, our other colleague, and it's great. It is great. And now, because you now you've been in business for a number of years now, so how many landlords and tenants have you have you helped? In the last year, so yeah, just last year, 109 properties we sold. Yeah, well, the, more than that, that was that was sales completed. I think sales. I've got. I, I took some. I've got some notes. You've got some notes. Good idea. Some okay, notes. I'm just going by fake memories. Yeah. So <laughs> my notes tell me that last year we we got sales agreed on 121 okay. properties. Great. And so far this uh, this year we've got up to uh, almost 50. Cool. With a few more just but, but that are due to complete this week and at the start of next week. So it's you know we're up just over 170. It is it is uh, it's yeah it's, really, it's it's actually crazy when you look at the numbers. I still remember in the first year of we were in business that we got excited if the phone rang in our office once in a, a week. <laughs> Somebody was wanting to get in contact with us and speak to us about something. Yeah. And look where you've come now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We do speak to a lot of landlords about potentially selling and... So it might be quite a long process, you know, obviously. Yeah, start that's to right. Finish, somebody but, emailed, yeah. emailed me this morning, actually. Um, they've got a property in Edinburgh and they, they got in contact. It was October last year and there's, there's other examples of further back than that. But this is one that happened this morning. You know, we, we, we were in contact then. We weren't quite ready. We want to do it now, and you know, there's never any rush. Yeah. It, it, it's again just to help them make an informed decision, and that can take a wee while. Mm -hmm. Just talking about something else, because you are hosting Portfolio or hosting a Scottish Letting Professionals Golf Day on the 16th of June. So sponsored by City Lights. So what led you to arrange this event, and you know, just tell the listeners a bit more about the day itself. Um, well, we've changed the name, and it will probably change the name again. Uh, <laughs> so just called the Letting Agents Golf Day now. The Scottish Letting Professional Golf Championship was maybe a bit of a, a mouthful. So Letting Agents Golf Day. And I've wanted to do it for years. You know, I'm a golfer. And I just really fancied this you're idea. You're a golfer too, Ross. I'm not right. a golfer. He has, no, he has golf clubs. Absolutely you're a caddy boy. I, I, once said, I once said to Chris, I have got all the gear but no idea. And then Chris said, actually, your, gear's, your gear is not that great. So you've got, you've got really rubbish gear and no idea. And that, that was spot on. <laughs> um, so I've always wanted to do it. It's just a bit fun, really. Uh -huh. And... Um, and this is this is the very first year, and I'd like it to become a big event every year. So it's at Glen Bervie Golf Club. It's the 16th of June. Um, it's going to be 10 letting agents playing. So that's a team of two from each letting agent, so 20 golfers in total. There'll be loads and loads of prizes. And thanks again for sponsoring. You guys are sponsoring the nearest the pin. That's right. Um, yeah, there's actually about eight hundred pounds worth of prizes um, on offer, and I think some you've, you've some Callaway some gear as well. So loads of things. Great. Yeah. You've got some space left, so if any letting agents are interested, how yeah, should they three, contact you? Um, yeah, just um, 
email me or phone and uh, get on the website. But you're fundraising on a more serious note for a Scottish charity yes. called um, Behind Your Mind. So who does this charity support and, and you know, what are the main it supports, goals? Um, um, well, it supports people uh, and their families who are struggling um, with their mental health. Mm-hmm. And it's, for me, it's a, it's a charity that's quite close to my heart for a few different reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's a very local charity, it's a very small charity. And it's a chap called David who runs it, who I like. And so I've been thinking about who to, who to support and you know, talking to David and he was telling me about the work that they do and I just thought, right, you know what, that's the company, so. Fantastic. And also, Chris, you are, in fact, by the time the podcast will be published, you'll have ran the marathon, or you have completed completed the marathon. (laughs) Fingers crossed. But you're also um, fundraising for another charity called The Yard. So do you want to just mention this about The Yard as well? Yeah, The Yard is a Scottish charity supporting disabled children and young people up to the age of 25 and their families through Adventure Play. They do great work and it's a great effort on Chris uh, raising that money for uh, for for the yard. It's very much appreciated. Really? Yeah, cool. No, I'm I'm delighted to do it. It was it was a few years ago that I put my name down. I've been uh, saved three twice years, by COVID. Three years <laughs> to train for it. Uh, well, that's what Ross <laughs> said, but it doesn't quite work that way, does it? It's, I feel like I've only been training for maybe four weeks. But uh, yeah, I, took, I actually took Maggie down there, who isn't disabled, but we we went down there, and it's just a great atmosphere. Really cool place down in Cannonmills. One in Dundee as well, I think, too. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, I think they've got plans for uh, Glasgow. Uh, There's a one in Fife that operate at weekends. So, yeah, it's it's a great charge. Good. Good. Well, we wish you all the very best of luck for Sunday and look forward to seeing you both on the 16th of June. And thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks thanks for inviting us along, Gillian. Thank you for that. Thanks, Gillian. I'm Gillian Semler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk.